So if you clicked on here, this should come as no surprise. But <laughs> just to clarify, this is the measure of an episode. As you know. <laughs> and if for some reason this is your very first episode, to fill you in, it is our continuing mission to explore what makes a Star Trek episode a proper Star Trek episode and not just quality or crappy TV using three criteria. Paul, please tell us. Those three criteria are, number one, does it have an expression of science fiction woven throughout the course of the episode? Criteria number two, does it have morality woven through the course of the episode? Is there is there a sense of... Is that really another word for morality, is there? No. Uh, uh, gonna, no. Moral fiber really? compass. Fiber, yeah. Woven. We used them all up. Anyway, <laughs> is there any morality addressed in the in the episode at all? And I'm John this week. <laughs> and also this week I am Paul. <laughs> uh, that was supposed to be just a little chuckle and it came out as a wheezing laugh. Sorry about that. <laughs> Uh, I'm excited to see who you are next week. Yeah, me too. Hey, one week I should be John and you should be Luke. <laughs> see if anybody notices. <laughs> Wait, why are you to get to you keep what? <laughs> why do you get to keep your name? I have to do a totally different. All right, fine. Name. You be John. I be Luke. I don't care. The point is, we're John Luke together. That was my point. So you be John and I be Luke. Yeah. No, the other way around. <laughs> okay. No. Well, you're already John, so you can't be John. Right. Or you are John. No. Okay, I get right. it. Now. Yeah, so I'll be Luke. Let's see if we can keep How'd that up. How'd you come up with those names? How'd you come up with those names? Right. It was just out of, randomly out, out of right. out well, of hat. Because whenever somebody says Luke, I just immediately think some something Star Wars, that I've missed some sort of reference. No, you be you be Jean, like I be it. Luke. So together we're Jean-Luc. Oh! Oh! Oh, I totally missed that. Yeah, you did. Totally <laughs> missed it. Totally, like, didn't even, I was like, Luke? Why was he say Luke? And how is that connected John? to John, right? Is it is a John with an H or just an O? Like, I was just, what's going on here? Anyway, let's. What's the over and under? This isn't going to stay in the podcast. <laughs> I thought you just put these up. I didn't realize you edited them. I've never listened to any of our episodes, so. Yeah. No, me neither. I just cut randomly. Yeah, I was like, what? you roll a dice and you're like, okay, that many minutes. Yeah. Uh, if only that would be much easier. I. Would love to hear uh, that episode, though. <laughs> just randomly, we just move on. Just move. On. I guess we're moving on from this, from this oh, topic. But I really wanted to mention this. Oh yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Next week we'll be watching. <laughs> uh, well, should we get on with this episode? Yes. It gets cut out. So this okay. episode is the Return of the Archons. Uh, it's episode twenty-two of the first season of the first series of Star Trek. And that's right. The Prime series. Yeah. Prime Star Prime Trek. Yeah. And this is actually the very first episode where the Prime Directive was mentioned. Um, Interesting. I actually was very surprised that when they mentioned that, I thought that for some reason that that was a next-gen thing. And I'm sure we've talked about this before uh, when they talk about it in the original series. I'm sure there's evidence yeah. out there, but I had forgotten because <laughs> yeah. it was a surprise. I was surprised again. <laughs> um, yeah, we talked about it in the... Um, I think in the Tahiti syndrome, because um, it was that was definitely violating the prime directive. Oh no, that was what we were just talking about. We were talking about whether or not it was violating the prime directive. Oh, you mean when Kirk was banging the uh, chief's daughter? Oh, well, oh. no, that was when we did talk about it. But the other part of it was when they diverted the asteroid. Like 
is that violating the prime oh, directive right. because they're not right directly impacting the planet um right but it was confusing in this episode because there was a second prime directive in this episode <laughs> that was listed like near the end anyway um so they, they used prime a lot they use that word a lot <laughs> right. this is the prime location of this prime planet um all right but uh well okay the, the blurb yeah the, 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 yeah who, who's doing it and then i'll do it okay no is it your do you do i'll do it i don't know i never it. have it up and i finally have it up but I you know, know please after you <laughs> oh no i think you should do it okay you should do it. go ahead when the enterprise travels to a planet where a starfleet <laughs> ship disappeared years ago which is weird because like that doesn't seem to be necessary to the plot at all but they find a tyrannical computer that rules its oppressed people, which, oh, spoilers. Yeah, spo- spoiler, dude. Not cool. Not but at least cool. we know that the person who, who wrote this watched the episode. Watched the episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or they just love giving away spoilers, so they watch, like, just the last <laughs> three minutes. And like, ah. I'm going to get him again. <laughs> yeah. Today is a good day. <laughs> That's a very interesting thing that I actually missed uh, from the captain's log, was that they were exp- – ex- exploring no uh investigating that's the word mm-hmm. they were investigating a starship that had disappeared a hundred years ago mm-hmm. and we had we come into it with the action already happening they've been already uh, uh <laughs> I think of this damn word investigating <laughs> sulu brought down a red shirt basically uh, a friend yep. yeah a friend who survived and who, who does survive although we don't know does he make it back to the ship or does, do they just kill him at the end of the episode? It's like, well, we, <laughs> well, we, we, we don't die. even know if he's a red shirt because nobody wore their uniforms on the planet. They were all in suit oh, and tie. Yeah. yeah. Good call. And Spock sometimes wears his hood up and sometimes doesn't. Right. <laughs> it's really weird when he decides, like, well, we're going outside. So I my ears are very sunburn prone. <laughs> we cannot. So that's why this. <laughs> no, it's his copper blood. It just reflects it. It's very reflective. <laughs> yeah. Blinding in the sun. <laughs> So the part where they where they that's a that's a very interesting part that they are they are researching <laughs> investigating and a a lost starship because that's never brought up ever again. Well, yeah, because this computer is six thousand years old. Right, and okay, so there's there's so much in this episode. Let's just start going through it because I don't want to get ahead of ourselves um, or myself. Do I? Can I not want to get ahead of ourselves? Yeah, is that weird? we're having a discussion? I can't do. You don't want to get ahead of us. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I Well, usually it's I don't want to get ahead of myself. Right. But because you don't know if I'm going to move ahead, you're saying slow your, you know, slow your roll. Right. Yeah. Okay. So it's not a weird thing to say. No. Really glad we covered okay. that. <laughs> Man, I wish we edited this episode. <laughs> okay. So, so. Okay. So they beam down, but we didn't see them beam down, but you're talking about after the, we didn't the see cold them open. This is afterward. Okay. Well, okay. So the, Sulu, Sulu is in peril. He's running from these people, this creepy guy with a hood touches him with a pole and he starts smiling and then he beams back and he's a weirdo. Like he's right. like, he doesn't know who anybody is and he's just a weirdo. Like, Oh, something's wrong. We got to go down to the planet and figure out what's going on. Everybody get behind me. Let's go. Yes. They get down to the planet and they're like, this is weird. Everybody has this weird vacant smile on their face and they, they beam down three and a half minutes before the purge. Really, really quick. So after they beam down, this was just a weird little moment that totally caught me off guard. Kirk contacts the ship and says like materialization successful. Kirk out. Or like or captain out or something like everything that he said i was it was just i don't remember that ever happening in any other no. episode like you're right we, that's totally i totally missed that we made it okay thanks <laughs> <laughs> which i guess is good to know like well can't they tell 
I, I, Wouldn't you, I mean, I guess because there is a time later where Spock is like, I was unsuccessful. I'm going to beam him back down and beam him back up. <laughs> <laughs> well, and maybe Kirk is just being passive aggressive because they never check in on him. And he's like, well, I guess I'll have to remind them to check uh, in. I'm OK, like, guys. Yeah, Thanks. We, yeah, we made it. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, dick, dick, Kirk. Oh. <laughs> Good catch, by the way. I totally missed that. I've ne- they've never done that ever again. Right. Well, yeah. Where they check in afterward. Right. So anyway. Good catch. So they beam down what they call the festival, but what is a primordial, not primordial. Prime, uh, uh, primeval. Proto, proto, proteal. No. Prototype yeah, purge. Okay. Proto, but it's like. Right? It's the purge. Yeah, but it's centuries in the future. So. Well, I just mean in terms of con- conceptually speaking. Um, okay. This was made Which before the purge. Everybody's fighting and some gal lunges onto Kirk and starts making out with him. <laughs> well, are they fighting? Because there's so there's actually some very suggestive imagery happening. Sometimes in shadow, sometimes not. And so oh. when the purge happens and the, the clock strikes six and everyone just goes bananas, mm-hmm. they it's unclear if there's I mean I hate to say this on a family podcast, but is there raping going on or is this all consensual? Are they just all they're outside and they're for the festival? Which they never go into really why this is happening, and they right. never it never comes back. Or why but it's called a festival? Yeah. Why is it called? I mean, that's just a, like a, a a weird thing to say. It's like a kind of a creepy word to you know. It's like it's the harkening, you right? Know, or the beckoning. It's, it's anything like that. Or any other kinning word. <laughs> the star trekking. Oh. <laughs> um. Well, and yeah, I didn't I didn't see it that way at all until she came in the morning after. And she was like still in hysterics and inconsolable. Whoever she was, I forget right. who she was. She was the daughter of somebody who we never saw again, anyway. But right, but they all kind of revert back to their vacant vacantness, mm-hmm. except her. Mm-hmm. Why? So what happened? And he puts he puts her to sleep. He didn't kill her. He literally puts her to sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, the doctor <laughs> puts her down and puts her down. Then <laughs> puts, puts her, her down because it's order. too far gone. Yeah. <laughs> what a waste of meds. <laughs> Um, well, I was speaking literally to both of them. <laughs> but what was going on? I mean, right. I, I guess what what it seemed like to me was there was must have been a scene cut where you can't have humans that don't get to express themselves emotionally all the time. Uh, so you have to have them ex- exert themselves emotionally. And this is what happens when you do this. And it's not clear if this is every day. Is this every day? <laughs> like, Is it from six to six every day <laughs> this happens? Or is this once in a 30 years? They never go into it. Right. So there there was a line that was cut. There wasn't an actual scene, but there was a line that was cut saying that um, it, it it's an annual thing. Like oh, the purge. I'm sure there's lots of annual going on. Uh, and you still can't uh, figure it out, huh? <laughs> uh, what were we talking about? The, the purgy. Okay. The purge. Yeah. So – they kind of sit out the purge indoors and they're like, you're not in the body or of body or in body. They were of with the body. body of the, <laughs> with of body. the body. <laughs> I'm with body. That's a horrible way to say I'm pregnant. Like, <laughs> with child is bad enough, but with body. Like. <laughs> I am with body. Yes. Thank you for asking. I just said hi. <laughs> Can I have my coffee? I mean, yeah, we're just going <laughs> to. Why'd you take it? No, don't drink, don't drink. Oh, no, just keep it. You shouldn't be drinking that anyway. You're pregnant. You're with body. You're with body. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just get another one. It's uh, fine. 
wait in the car this time, please. <laughs> I'm not very confused with who this person is. Right. Like, why do you not want this person who's in the car with you drinking your coffee, your carpooling? That's got to be it. Because <laughs> they're pregnant. <laughs> Are you afraid you're going to catch it? Ugh. I don't want to be with body. You can have it. <laughs> you like dusting off your shirt. Okay. Anyway, yeah. so okay, so it's once a year, and okay, but they never go into okay. Back up for a second. Why are they humans? Well, yeah. So I I took that to be the people. Well, I, I guess I don't know why they're humans now, but I took it to be the the crew had been like absorbed. That's what I thought, but the computer was built six thousand years ago. Right. So I thought that right. this was so. And also, they never say, "Oh, this was a colony." This, mm-hmm. They never talk mm-hmm. about how they're the, – the reason that they're humans. Right. They just say, oh, these are – and they say it a couple of times. It wasn't a mistake. So how are they humans? If I mean did the old race die out and then the new race kind of took over for the old race? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean that – I mean we're making it up. Right, but, right. But I, I, could, I could see that. Like if they're – because kind of what they were saying about how the body is dying because of the computer. Uh, I, spoilers for those who care. Um <laughs> The people who haven't read the two lines of the uh, spoiler <laughs> blurb, right? It, it could have been that, like the the computer, you know, did take over for whatever hundred, two hundred years, and and all the people died off, and then the crew came and crash landed, and they it now had a new population. So it wasn't six thousand years where this computer was running; it was you know like a thousand years at the beginning, and then five thousand years of waiting, and now it's been running again for a hundred years, and these are the descendants of. The, that starship right which is why they're human it could be that's not a bad not a bad explanation it's just it was weird that why not make them aliens right well yeah and i think i think that's probably why they had the starship part at the beginning just to like say you know oh these are these are humans from that starship like they didn't have to explicitly right. say it like they just they, they gave just enough that the audience from the 60s was like oh that's why they're humans that's why they're not aliens right that would be my thought they don't talk about why everybody is a human. They don't ever mention. You think they could have explained it with one line that, oh, they're from the starship. This is these are the descendants of the starship. Right. They've got the same DNA as these, so clearly they're the descendants of them. Yeah. Like they've got the doctor with them, so he could easily have just right. done a quick scan. Yeah. Yeah, and it would have been cool if we saw a super old dude who was the one of the original members that they that they recognize somehow. Mm-hmm. And he he's like super. He's very old, right? Maybe he's like 120 or something like that. Well, yeah. Before they said the computer was 6,000 years old, I thought Landrew was going to be one of the commanding officers of the starship. Oh, that would have been good. Or I thought Landrew was an good. acronym of something. Yeah, but no, no, it's just a creepy name. Yep, just a creepy name. <laughs> Too close to Andrew, so it's got to be creepy. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was probably a typo. It's L. Andrew, <laughs> Lieutenant Andrew. <laughs> Actually, that would have been so awesome if that was the the thing. Mm-hmm. They kept on calling him Landrew, but then they see his name tag, and it was Lieutenant Andrew. Well, yeah, I mean, not to reference a horrible movie, but I, you know, it's like uh, Kalima from um, Planet of the Apes. I don't know if you remember that or not. The Mark Wahlberg movie. I, don't, I, um, I, I oh, I've seen that movie once. Right, I did too. I, but I also saw like a, yeah. a retrospect on it just recently, and that's I, I knew that this was the big twist um, about the paradise being Kalima. Uh, and the Kalima is the six letters that are still visible of the the warning sign that said caution live animals. Oh, right. You know, so I thought Landry was going to be something like that, something from the starship. I thought there was going to be some kind of payoff, <laughs> which there wasn't. Right. 
Yeah. I mean, that's much better than nothing. Um, that's actually really good. That should be, they should go back. You know, when they are, spend a lot of money to redo the, like all the visual effects, they should have spent some money and add that scene. <laughs> okay. Back to the mystery box. So right. this is, a, it starts out with a great example of a mystery box. It's like, oh, how did this, all of this happen? This is and kind of lost in a nutshell, I guess, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. There's a point, though, where it stops being interesting because they stop giving us information. It's basically when they get down into the dungeon, they're, they're like hiding. Oh, no, this is after that. They're when they're being held captive, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which looks remarkably like the same set. Uh, by the way, <laughs> the table was gone. <laughs> they moved the camera slightly to the right. But but they didn't. OK, so another thing they didn't talk about. Mystery box is on hold for right now. Okay. So the other thing they didn't talk about was why does this look like a 1960s backlot? They never talk about that. It's like surprisingly human for us being in the middle of nowhere in the universe. Well, yeah, like they they had no problem doing a throwaway line from the Tahiti syndrome. <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah. Like, what's why couldn't they just throw it away? Right, right. Like, just just say it. This is oh, this is interesting. This happens from time to time. Mm-hmm. And if it was supposedly supposed to be, uh, they were all the descendants of the starship. Why would they revert back to a a western town? Right, a dead end world. Not only revert back in in character but they built their own they built this place that didn't exist before they built it to look like a 1960s western backlot well may, maybe i mean we don't maybe it was there six thousand years ago oh yeah like that's but that's the thing like regardless of whether or not it was built or it was there when they got there like why why does it look like a 1960s western backlot i mean obviously yeah. behind the scenes we know why <laughs> This is all taking place in Spock's head. Everything he does, he, like he loves westerns, but he can never show it. Yeah. So another thing that doesn't get paid off. I mean, I'm kind of jumping to the end here, but since we're on the topic, is okay. Sulu gets what they call absorbed mm-hmm. by the long stick by the guy by the apparently uh, hollow tube. I loved his payoff at the end, but yeah, apparently a hollow tube. Go ahead. <laughs> It was just like, hey, I did wait. Literally waved to the camera. He literally like, waved to the camera. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Still here. And Zulu is back to his normal self. He's, hey, I'm a Zulu. <laughs> it would be great if you punched the guy out of the out of his chair so we could sit down. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm back to my old self. He's got a sword, <laughs> shirtless. So anyway, he gets absorbed with a stick, but then later. Kirk and McCoy and Spock, they have to go to a room to get absorbed. Mm. So I, I didn't quite understand what was going on. Uh, again, like it could have just been the group was too large because there were four of them. And, mm. you know, and, and and Kirk straight up defied them, you know, and they're like, we don't know what to do with that. Which was cool. I, I mean, I felt like this was a a underdeveloped storyline. Mm-hmm. Felt like it had such a good, like it could have been a movie. They had enough there where they could have tried to weed out, like they could have gone through the whole culture a little bit. Right. And there could have been a little bit more about the festival. Maybe it was leading up to the festival. And and then that's sort of what the ticking clock is for the for the show. But I don't know. But I don't know. They felt like they, they had so much going for it. And then it just kind of ends where they have a conversation and they, they convince the computer to kill itself. Yeah. Which, again, it, it seemed a little too easy. Like Yeah, this is a dumb computer. Yeah. For being like, I mean, I guess it was, there were three buttons on it. So, right, right. I just, (laughs) I feel like the other times where they've beat the computer, it's been a little bit more like genuinely logical. Well, and clever. There was something clever about this. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt like, I mean, in a science fiction realm, I felt like this was a science fiction concept, but 
like if this were a book, I feel like the conversation you would have to have with a computer to convince it that it is it is the evil would have to be eons long. Well, I think they also just kind of told the computer that it was it was the problem. Like they didn't allow the computer to logically get there. Right. They just yelled at it. Yeah. And it, it yelled. It, it, then it yelled for help. Right. For mommy. <laughs> That's what it felt like. Um, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then like Kirk and Spock basically high five each other and are like, <laughs> they turn to the guys and they're like, good luck with your chaos and like walk away. <laughs> he was kind of a dick to those two guys. Totally. Like, I want to find a new job. Right. It's like, are you kidding? My whole world was just turned upside down. No, like, you just like it's gonna. It's basically it's it's basically gonna be a festival for the next fifty years. Yeah, you literally destroyed my god, like <laughs> in front of me. <laughs> yeah, might need somebody to clean that up. <laughs> Throws a towel at him. <laughs> this is for you, kid. <laughs> One to beam up, sir. What about me? One to beam up. <laughs> Yeah, fine. <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know. It kind of just ended. Yeah. It was kind of interesting. I mean, it was interesting that they kind of called that Landrew was not talking. They were not having a conversation the first time they show them, but that he was just, it was just a projection. And Spock calls it and he's like, well, he, he doesn't hear you. And then they later have another projection of Landrew and what? Just that and Spock what? was like, um, Captain, he still can't hear you. I think I'm getting through to him. Just one, five more minutes. <laughs> that That is still a projection, Captain. <laughs> Actually, it's been a wall. Just a wall for like five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> but, but yeah, like, I don't know. They, they, it was interesting. It was cool. And I, I dug the whole thing about the prime directive, how they were, you know, they, they thought we, we need to pull the plug and, and Spock chimes in. Is like, hey, wait a minute, aren't we kind of, kind of breaking our own rules here? Right. And he says, I don't remember how <laughs> it was easy to talk Spock out of that. I guess, but um, I don't, I don't remember how they, how do they get to like, no, we're gonna, we're gonna find him and kill him. Nope, I don't remember either. I don't like. Yeah, me yeah. yeah. So clearly, it was a, a riveting conversation that was, <laughs> you know, the <took> major <laughs> persuasion. Well, it's like they ran out of time. It felt like there was a lot cut out of this. See, and it also this felt like they in just. A nutshell. Like they present all the mystery boxes and when they get to the end, they're like, ah, no, we ran out of time. And what, <laughs> well, and what's even funnier about that is this episode, uh, was one of the episodes that was pitched to be the pilot. Uh, so really interesting. yeah. So again, you know, it was an episode where they had time to figure out the ways to edit and revise it. And when they got to the episode, they're like, oh, nope, sorry. We ran out of time. We won't, we won't be able to answer all those questions. I didn't like the whole Western feel. Where somebody called the production office of Star Trek and said, "Hey, we're not going to be on our on our Western set for two weeks. You want it?" <laughs> right. They're like, "We'll take it." Yeah. Yes, please. Yeah, and they just do a find and replace for alien civilization with <laughs> Western town. But I don't know. Like it, it felt, it felt like they could have done so much more with it. I guess that's the theme. Yeah. To me, it was a proper Star Trek episode. Yeah. No, I I would agree with that. There, there was definitely the. Just the prime directive dilemma. Is that kind of what you're taking? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 No, that's fair. I mean, it was, it was definitely presented and discussed and 
conclusion. Was it discussed though? Maybe not. Let's think about this for a second because it, there was not a discussion. Spock brings it up and apparently, according to our memory, is totally dismissed. So he, he challenges him. Um, Spock says, our prime directive of non-interference, like reminding him of it. And Kirk says, that refers to a living, growing culture. Do you mm. think this one is? Right. So And Spock. Raises his eye- eyebrow says- and stops talking. <laughs> Oh, that's a yes. Oh, we got a yes. That was the other thing. Uh, the the person who they went to go see, like Marplon, was his name. Uh, yeah, and he said, "I'm I'm the one who Rager has been communicating with," and everybody else called him Rager, even to his face, called him Rager. <laughs> uh, yep, that's kind of like the Han Han situation mm-hmm. where either. Either nobody had the guts to tell him or... Right, right. That's hilarious. Also very strange because they had that whole, we're a triad. I'm like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're not going to tell me? Oh, okay. All right. Well, well I'll yeah. Just, like, I'll just go ahead. And why, why? Like, why were those three not susceptible to Landrew? Like, I know they said about one of them, he, you know, they, they said like he, he, he was immune to it, um, as was the other one who was dead. But this guy like just didn't say anything about why he was able to talk with them or how they were able to be under control like what was the what was the mechanism that allowed them to control that the computer that allowed the computer to control all the humans Mm -hmm. that didn't make any sense i thought it was going to be an actual person who had crazy telepathy right or yeah or something like that wasn't right yeah it was just a computer so how are they doing that Mm -hmm. i guess i guess they kind of answered in that those guys were carrying antennas the poles were antennas but they weren't. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, were, weren't they? We we never get an answer to that. Well, I, somebody says antennas. Oh, <laughs> maybe it was Kirk. Kirk says, "Well, they could be antennas or something like that." But that never gets explored. And and Spock just says they're just metal tubes. There's nothing special about. It. There's no mechanism. Right. That explains how Sulu was able to be absorbed, but not why. Okay, so why did they take them to this room? I guess because the script said they had to go to this room. Right. Well, they strap them down because the, the guy starts off. I mean, the guy who eventually we find out is part of the the, the, the traitor guys, mm-hmm. not traitor, but whatever you want to get the, the descent guys. And he says, this is going to be this is a harmless process. You're not going to feel anything. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. It's like, oh, but you're not going to feel anything because I'm not going to do anything. Do you? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, why yep. did you lead with that? <laughs> yeah, you won't feel a thing because I won't do anything. <laughs> That wasn't oh, so bad, weird. was it? <laughs> yeah, why'd you lock me in here? Here's your lollipop. <laughs> wasn't that easy? <laughs> Doesn't it feel like we missed something? Like a whole section of the episode yeah. was missing. Yeah. Well, no, I don't I don't feel like there was a whole section missing. I just feel like there was... It's almost like there was the the plot of trying to uncover the, the history of this planet and where Lander came from and all that kind of thing. Like was was edited out. But I... I didn't see anything about the script being cut for time or anything. So um, the the only thing that I can think is, you know, I mean, it was it was a it was a good Star Trek episode as far as like the the premise and the characters and, and you know, the conflict and all that kind of thing. Um, but I just I feel like it was it was a 60s episode, you know, where like they they didn't have to explain all of these things because it was kind of the first time being presented. And so people were just so fascinated by by the sci fi aspect of it. Um, that they they didn't actively question the nuances of the episodes and the you know the nitty gritty of it. Yeah, I I guess it maybe there wasn't a sense of 
for television. They just didn't, they didn't feel they needed to go deep enough. They felt like they were going deep enough to get through the episode. And that's, that's where we're going to stop. We don't want to make it so inaccessible by going too deep, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. No, that, uh, yeah, that's kind of what I think. Like, I, I kind of feel like that's how it is for a lot of the original series. It, it's not that they didn't think to. It's almost like they felt like they didn't have to because it wasn't the main question that was being ans- asked or answered. So they, if it, if it yeah. wasn't that, then they just kind of like threw it in for world building without having it be you know, a question that needs to be resolved later. Well, it's very possible that the, the treatment for the episode was much more complete and made a lot of sense. Yeah. So <laughs> there's a point where, okay, so Landru is incapacitating all of the Enterprise crew when they're hiding out and he finds them mm-hmm. and they're like, I'm going to, I'm going to, so they start playing a sound and everybody starts mm-hmm. <laughs> in like the fake slow motion. Yes. Everybody starts laying down on the ground. <laughs> And Kirk takes forever. It's like 30 <laughs> seconds of him finally becoming incapacitated. Right, right. Well, and it's so funny because like, as, as I was watching that, I was thinking that that's just classic Star Trek. But then I started thinking about it more and I kind of wondered, is, is it literally classic Star Trek? I don't remember that happening in TNG or anything else beyond that where they do have that slow writhing in agony. No, that never happens. I mean, if anything, when Riker gets shot with something, he looks like a normal person when they get shot. He like makes a grimace and falls to the ground. Yeah, yeah. There's no, there's, there's no slow motion writhing to the ground <laughs> and then finally collapsing. Okay, okay. At least, I mean, I don't remember that. Right, but like you remember it all the time in, in the original series. Right. I think. Well, it's it's always, yeah, it's always sort of made fun of. They have these weird moments. I think more than half of the episodes we've watched of the original series have had moments like this. Well, the one where they torture the three of them in, under, underground and when, when Kirk tries to escape and he's obviously, they're like, okay, we don't have enough money for slow motion, so you're going to have to pretend mm-hmm. to run in slow right, motion. Right, And that's what he does. Yeah. Well, and then the Tahiti Syndrome and then Spock in The Metamorphosis. Yeah. <laughs> Where he just decides to—that's not the dead. one where he throws himself. Yeah. where he throws himself to the ground. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it's it's very like it, it's very classic Star Trek, but it's classic classic Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. That's the only true. I mean, maybe throughout the course of this podcast, we will we will see that we can prove that. Right. That's our third criteria. And is there some form of bad writhing? I thought there was going to be one of those things where. They try like Spock. It doesn't work on Spock. Mm-hmm. They try and absorb Spock. It doesn't work. And yeah, it comes to save the day. That is absolutely what happen. I thought. Like I thought that Kirk had been absorbed, and it would not work on Spock. I guess I'm glad they didn't do that because it was unexpected. But it was kind of cool. <laughs> it was kind of interesting to watch Spock pretend to be enlightened, not enlightened, but but happy. I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, just his peace and joy, friend. Yeah, and they buy it. Like, wait a minute. Hold. <laughs> right. Your words say one thing. Your face says another. Yeah. You're not pretending, are you? <laughs> I am of the body. Yeah. <laughs> no, see? <laughs> I, I said that, therefore I, I must be, it must be true. Yeah. Friend. <laughs> Pulls up a piece of paper and reads from it. <laughs> Friend. <laughs> There is an episode that I'm I'm excited to get to, and who knows when it will be. But when 
Spock thinks that Kirk is dead and he does get beamed back onto the ship and he Kirk or Spock grabs Kirk with both shoulders grabs both shoulders and just kind of spins him around and gives him this like huge grin and says Jim you know or you're alive or something like that and he immediately catches himself and it's just it's just this great moment of Leonard Nimoy's acting where you know you that like that's how you know that Spock was right. you know was so devastated yeah. you know and to find out that he was wrong like he was just thrilled to find that out it's very it's a very cool moment i'm excited to watch that episode i don't know which one it is do you want me to find out or do you want it to be a surprise uh maybe we should make it a surprise okay then i won't stick to the format right no no no. like i'm not saying we always stick to the format. we never <laughs> deviate from the format ever having said that <laughs> We have there may be times. been invited to join another podcast, and uh, and so when that comes around, we will be watching a very specific episode that relates to time travel. Um, so we will be deviating at that point, and if you become a member of our Patreon and request an episode that you would like to hear us analyze, because either you want to hear our thoughts on it, or you believe it is not a Star Trek episode, but based on our criteria, it is, or anything of the sort, you just want to hear us talk about your favorite episode. Um, then you can become a member of our Patreon and tell us which one it is, and we will give you a shout-out and watch it. Or not give you a shout-out if yeah. you request otherwise. <laughs> and we'd love to have you. So please, check us out. Or you can just send us an email. Happy to get emails, too. Yeah, we did get one. We did get one uh, from the, the Funnest Frontier. That was cool to know that he is still listening. Um, yeah, that was actually very nice that somebody is actually still listening. Yeah. We love that. Well, and act, yeah, actively listening and actively responding. Thank you. We appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, so to yeah. the rest of our listeners, if you haven't heard The Funnest Frontier, uh, completely different format, but um, but it's still, it, he's actually covering lower decks. Uh, so it's it's good if you want to get some current Star Trek, yeah. some new Trek rather than classic. Um, but yeah, I would agree with you. It was uh, it was a Star Trek episode. I think that, yeah. you know, it, I think it would have been nice to have those questions. I actually was pleasantly surprised with this. I kind of forgot about the whole Western thing, which is never addressed ever. It's just so weird. It's so weird. It bugs the shit out of me <laughs> that it. No, the thing, the thing that surprised me about that was they were in a Western town and then got taken to a medieval dungeon. Like, <laughs> <laughs> clearly they just had the run of the Paramount lot all to themselves. It's so infuriating when they don't explain these things. Mm-hmm. They're just, oh, they're humans. Okay. Oh, they're in a Western town. But we're still on some weird planet elsewhere, not on Earth. Right. It bugs me that they don't, and it's so easy to fix. Yeah, just you quick come up with a line. line. Yep. yep. Um, yeah. I I did get why they dressed up for it though. That was just to make sure that they they blended in um, for their. In- but they never once said, "Why am I dressing up like a cowboy?" <laughs> right. They never said that to themselves. Right. right. Well, maybe they did, but it was just to themselves. We didn't hear it. <laughs> we just yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And and why were the other guys wearing robes? Yeah. That was weird. Yeah. But yeah, it was like a, still a good episode. Still a good episode, yeah. and still a proper, still a proper Star Trek, Star Trek episode. episode. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I think that if this was done in one of the newer series, like all of our questions would have been answered. I think that this episode would have like taken the time to do that, either with throwaway lines or as part of the overall story. But it just wasn't needed at the time. Yeah, I I, I would have loved to have seen a next gen version of this. Oh sure. Would have been much more interesting, I think. I wonder if there are any episodes because this is the one of either four or five where Kirk outsmarts a computer. And I wonder, I wonder if there are any episodes of Next Generation. I can't think of one where they, the villain, winds up being a supercomputer that they outsmart. The only one I can think of is the one where Barkley sort of becomes a computer, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they have to 
outsmart him in some way. I don't remember why right. or how, but that's why we're doing this podcast. Yeah, we'll find out. Let's find see out. if it's next. And it could it could be this one. Right? Let's go find out. <laughs> the next generation. Squeeze. Season six. Okay. Episode 19. Okay. Lessons. All right. I don't know why I'm saying it like this is some sort of reveal. Like, Barkley gets smarter and smarter as he turns into a... <laughs> no, it's Captain Picard falls for the new head of the Stellar Science Department, but has misgivings when he's forced to assign her to a dangerous mission. It's a character episode. Okay. Yeah, but it's Picard. Like, it's just... Yeah. yeah, it's... I mean, look, he's a great actor, but I want him doing sci-fi stuff. I don't want... Again, I don't want him... I don't want him going to the farm, you know? Right. Oh, that reminds me. Um, the first contact episode is actually a somewhat of a sequel to uh, to that episode where he goes to the the vineyard because his brother tells him um, to not drink the wine alone, and so he then pops it with the. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, I guess if I I should have known that. No, yeah, because we haven't watched that episode. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought that we've talked about that episode. We've referenced it so much that I actually like I false remembered <laughs> watching that episode <laughs> i'm looking forward to it i remember it being very hokey and i wonder if like now that i'm older and you know i've just had more life experience i wonder if i will still find it hokey or if i will appreciate the the conflict between him and his brother that could be interesting i mean it, maybe i'll like it now 